We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauley, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Who is the greatest traveler of all time? Uh, there are many people, of course, in history that come to our mind who are world-renowned travelers, people with an adventurous spirit, crisscrossing the globe. Uh, the world that we live in today is so mobile, everybody seems to be on the move. But I want to tell you that I believe the greatest traveler in all of history is our Lord Jesus Christ. No one ever made a trip like Messiah did. John chapter 1, verse number 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, what you find in the opening verses of John is a glimpse of our God in eternity. Remember, our God is the eternal God. God is not in time. Time's in God. People talk about time travel. There's no time uh, in God. God holds time in the palm of His hand. He created time. We live in time, but our God, He's, He's above time. He transcends time. And yet, the eternal God stepped out of that eternality into time. Think about this. The God who was in the beginning, the God who was the beginning of every good thing that we enjoy, stepped into the world that He created. In the very same chapter, in John chapter 1, verse number 14, the Bible says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the same Word, capital W, that's the Lord Jesus, the very expression of God, the same Word that was in the beginning, the same Word that was with God, the same Word that was God, is the same Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now that little phrase, dwelt among us, literally means He tabernacled among us. He pitched His tent next door to ours. Think of this. That's a beautiful thought, really, because a tabernacle or a tent is a temporary abode. And when our Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth, robed in flesh, He did so not to stay here forever in the flesh, but rather to live for 33 and a half years. He, he pitched His tent for a short period of time. He didn't drive His stakes very deeply because He wasn't staying very long. He had no home to call His own. He was, in every sense of the word, a traveler. His entire life was one great journey. Consider this. He came from glory. Now that's quite a journey, isn't it? That the perfect God, the eternal God, the God of the Bible would come to earth. He came to us from glory. He didn't stop being God. He's not 50% he's not God and 50% man. The Lord Jesus Christ was the God-man. 
He's 100% God and 100% man. He was humanity and deity. He is all man and all God and the perfection of both, I would remind you of that. But he veils the free expression of all of his glory with human flesh. That's what he does when he becomes a man. Without ceasing to be God, he came from glory. And then we know that he came to Galilee. Now, in our next study, I'm going to talk to you more about some of the actual travels, why he's in Galilee. But his entire life in Galilee, he's on the move. He is a man on a mission. He's not stationary. He's always moving. I'm reminded of Hudson Taylor's famous statement that God is always advancing. Sometimes we get stuck and we, we get still and we stop moving forward. But our God is always on the move. And the Lord Jesus is an object lesson of that. He comes from glory. He comes to Galilee. And then in his journey, he comes to a place called Gethsemane. And Gethsemane is where he prayed so intently that his sweat became as great drops of blood. And he prays three times, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Gethsemane, thank God, was not the end of his journey. He didn't stop there. It was just a brief, uh, wide spot in the road, if you will, on his journey to the cross. Praise God that nowhere along our Lord's journey did he make any detour from the Father's will. He came to do the Father's will and he finished the Father's will. He just kept moving forward. He journeys from glory to Galilee to Gethsemane and then to a place called Gabbatha. That name is found in the gospel records. It's the Hebrew word that means the place of the pavement. It was the great open area where they tried him. It really was a mistrial. It was a mock trial. But it was the place where they beat him, where they blindfolded him, where they mocked him, where they plucked out his beard and spit in his face. It was the place where they hit him on the head, put a reed in his hand and a crown of thorns on his brow and said, Hail, King of the Jews! That was one of the stops in our Lord's journey through this world. I don't know about you. I want to pause right now and say thank you, Jesus, for enduring that scoffing and shame for me. All of the spite and all of the uh, the wickedness of men's hearts, He didn't deserve any of that. I deserved that. And yet in Christ's journey, He stopped off at Gabbatha. He goes on from Gabbatha to a place called Golgotha, the place of the skull. And the Bible says, And there they crucified him. Do you see this journey that he makes from Galilee, uh, from glory rather, to Galilee, to Gethsemane, to Gabbatha, and now to Golgotha, to the place of death where he laid down his life willingly for you and for me and for all people? Praise be to our God. What a wonderful Savior we have. Now, you would think logically that that would be the end of the journey, but it's not. No, you see, Jesus did not begin at Bethlehem and He did not end at Calvary. No, the eternal Christ goes on. He journeys on. And so from Golgotha, He goes to the grave. Oh, it was a borrowed tomb because Jesus had no place to lay His head in life or in death. But it's all right. It's all right that it's borrowed. He's not going to use it very long. He'll only be there for three days and three nights and then He'll come out of that grave alive forevermore. You see, that was not the end of his journey. So where does he go from there? Well, from glory to Galilee to Gethsemane to Gabbatha to Golgotha to the grave and then 
back to glory. He ascends back to the right hand of the Heavenly Father and He ever liveth making intercession for you and I. That's where He is today. He's in glory at this moment. And we end with glory because that's what He's coming in. When the Lord Jesus comes again, you see His journey's not over. He's still traveling. He's still advancing. He's coming back in glory. And we're going to meet Him in glory. And we're going to experience His glory for all eternity. The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest traveler in the history of the world because He made a journey for our souls. He made a trip not because He enjoyed travel, not because He was sightseeing His way through the little land of Israel. No, His travels were not on a human level. They were on a divine level. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The journey that Jesus made, He made for my sins and for my soul and for my salvation. And friend, He made the journey for you too. Someday soon we're going to make a trip, if you know Him as your Savior, to be with Him forever. What a glorious journey that will be with Jesus. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.